Rick Vaughn gets the starting call today. We're told he matured a lot over the winter. Apparently, he's bathing now. Congratulations, Rick. As you know, Monty, Vaughn's been working on a couple of new pitches, the Eliminator and the Humiliator, to complement his fastball, the Terminator. I heard that. Dynamite drop-in, Monty. That broadcast school has really paid off. Yankee fans, Pop-Tart fans, it's that time again. The Rich Koryang's podcast, season three, episode number 26, the Orlando El Duque Hernandez edition. Dylan, do you know who that is? Yeah, he's the guy with the massive leg kick. That is it. Now, did you know him just from highlights and stuff, I'm assuming? Yeah, because I've never, he's before me a little bit. He took took over the Yankees. He's one of those... uh, niche players that took over the Yankees, not just for the leg kick, but he was very flamboyant and had a couple really good years for the Yankees. So um, welcome to show, everybody. Welcome back. Um, we've got some stuff to talk about. Finally, we got some, I don't want to say finally, like I'm happy about it, but we got some losing to talk about for the Yankees. But uh, let's get into the uh, rundown and then we'll get into uh, me and Dylan's opinions on stuff. Your audio this week is Aaron Judge sitting down talking with David Cohn. Um, an interview that they aired during Sunday Night Baseball last week. We have Aaron Boone breaking all the good news to his all-stars on Hidden Cam, and we'll give you our thoughts on that. And we have a classic great rant on ESPN about Joey Gallo, which you guys really should listen to. Stick around to the end of the show and listen to that. It's just great. Um, The Gallo hate is real in New York or for Yankee fans, so definitely pay attention to that. All right, but let's get to the roster news. Um, the biggest roster news of the week was Sevi Luis Severino uh, on the 15-day DL. It turns out with uh, what they say. I think it's is it, is it an oblique or shoulder? A dead or arm. A dead arm. That's okay. what they said. So uh, he got taken out of the game the other day. We'll get into the specifics, but he's out for 15 days now. That's going to be you know we got the All-Star break coming up too, so that could help, I guess. Maybe miss only one start technically. Um, Johnny Lasagna back last night. Didn't look great last night. Looking horrible. Into that. Yeah. <laughs> Domingo Herman 
uh, throwing bullpens. I guess he's going to get ready to go out on a rehab assignment, or he might just literally be thrown right into the bullpen this weekend. I think we'll find out more about that today. And an old Yankee name returning, Tyler Wade traded back to New York Yankees for a player to be named later or cash. I mean, he was essentially released by the Angels. He was designated for assignments and the Yankees took him off waivers. So uh, Tyler Wade was sent and he was uh, immediately optioned to Scranton Willsbury. So he's down at AAA. So uh, series recaps, we'll talk about the Red Sox. They win 6-5 game one. They lose 12, I'm sorry, win the second game 12-5, lose the third game and the fourth game. Uh, we'll get into the specifics of that series because I want to talk a little bit about, excuse me, what could have been. Um, and then we'll talk about them losing two out of three to the Cincinnati Reds as they lose uh, three, four, seven, six. And last night's final score was one run, right? I think it was six, seven, five, six, seven, I believe. six. Okay. Seven, six, uh, two games and extra innings to the Cincinnati Reds, but <clears throat> um, all right, but let's talk about the series real quick. We'll talk about the Red Sox series first. I guess we should talk about the roster news first. Um, Dylan, what do you think about Seve dead arm? This is the second Yankee pitcher now with a dead arm. Rod, is it Ron Marchiot? What was his name? Marinaccio. I, I like that we have one of us on the show that can say the names correctly because I know the player, but I think it's either I'm old or lack of intelligence that I can't say the name. So, yes, yeah, so we have two Yankee pitchers on the IL with dead arm now. What are your feelings about Seve going down? Uh, I feel like we knew this was going to happen. We can't stay healthy the whole year. Um, and uh, I was listening to the radio the other day. And like they said, every day a pitcher goes down every single day in this this year, you know. So it's not really a surprise. And it's kind of good that it happens during the all-star break, like you said, and get them some extra rest when we don't have any games. So um, I think he'll be fine. It's not yeah, we, serious. We, uh, we talked about this, how the starting rotation, pretty much we were the only starting rotation in all of baseball that had made all its starts through the first half of the year for the most part, except where we sat guys down because we wanted to, not because of injuries. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we were very lucky. And, yeah, you look at some other teams, like we looked at the Rays and look at some other teams where whole starting Sox. rotations, Red Sox have been down. So um, it's concerning for sure because he's having a good year. He looks fired up. He looks energetic. But, I mean, this is something that we talked about a couple weeks ago where a lot of these guys have not thrown these kind of innings in years, in years. I mean, somebody's been hurt twice pretty much for the last three years. So he has not thrown a ton of innings. So maybe it's just start the dead arm is just these guys starting to catch up with him. Same thing with Nestor you have to worry about. I mean, Nestor has never pitched this kind of uh, these kind of innings in his career ever. So these guys are, it's definitely gonna be interesting to see how they hold up. And that could be a big key second half of the year. Um, good thing we got a nice big lead to a uh, double digit lead to sit on right now. But uh, I agree. I don't think it'll be a huge deal. Um, the all-star break definitely helps. We can get him maybe an extra. So you're looking at maybe perfect world. Maybe he only misses two starts because the all-star break would be one. Then he misses a second one. But the way the Yankees operate, especially they're they're very precautious. I could see it being three or even four starts. Um, now. Speaking of that, you got Domingo Herman, who is back in the mix now. I could see him maybe coming up and, and being that starting guy. Only problem with Herman is he's not stretched out. So your bullpen is going to get a lot of work. And is, I think if I had to – and we'll talk about the uh, the current losing that the Yankees have done. And I shouldn't say losing like it's a ton, but the losing that they have done, I think has everything to do with the bullpen being tired. Um, the bullpen's worked hard this year, and I think it's really starting to show. We haven't hit a ton for sure. But our bullpen was lights out for the first, you know, 40% of the year. And I think they're starting to, you're starting to see some of that, even with Holmes and, you know, Johnny Lasagna got smacked around last night. Um, you know, Lucas, Lickie, they've all, they've all been getting hit lately. So um, now the Red Sox series of four games, 
Uh, game four was a pure loss. Uh, we just lost that game flat out. We didn't play it. Game three is the one that aggravates me the most because we really could have won that game. It was the extra inning game. We scored two runs in extra innings to go up and uh, ended up still losing the game. And again, that was a bullpen, you know, that, that cost us that game. So really we should have went three out of four in that series. We went two and two, not the end of the world, but to lose two out of three to the Reds who had just come off sweeping the uh, Rays. Tampa Rays. Yeah. yeah. So they I mean, they were definitely playing good ball, but <clears throat> all, I mean, all three of those games were winnable. It wasn't like they weren't winnable games. You know what I mean? So it's concerning. Yes. Um, maybe some of these guys are tired, starting to look at the finish line, looking at the all-star break. I don't like the fact that they rested judge <clears throat> two days in a row with an off day and then rested him again. It almost seemed like they were resting him because of the all-star break, knowing that he was going to have to play in the all-star game. And I don't like that. I don't think that should be our concern. Um, but I guess you have to be smart. Don't, I don't know. What about these two series? Don't are you worried about the Yankees splitting a series with the Red Sox and losing two out of three to the Reds? Uh, they have not looked their sharpest. I'll admit. Um, but it was a three game losing streak. It's not, it's not the end of the world. You know, we won that game against Cincinnati that we shouldn't have. We got a lot of chances. I think for, for, we could have got, got swept, in that, game. Got swept yeah. in that series very easily. Uh, but the all-star games coming up. I mean, these three games against Boston that are coming up are kind of important, but they are also losing a lot. I think Tampa just passed them. Tampa just Tampa just swept them. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's not that important. We still have like a 15 game lead over them or whatever. So I, I, um, I'm concerned that the, uh, overall play is it's looked a little sloppy if that makes sense because yeah. the defense has been a little sloppy it's been on all sectors we haven't been hitting the way we were the defense has been a little sloppy and the pitching has fallen down so we are a 13 right now above um tampa and 15 and a half over boston coming into the series 15 and a half over toronto and the surging baltimore orioles are only 17 out they're only two games behind baltimore uh, toronto and boston for a playoff wow. spot so you know, 10 in a row. So Boston's lost four in a row coming off this game. So yeah, important three game series. Um, if I had to say it was anything, and again, me and Don aren't obviously in the locker room, I would have to say it's just general fatigue. Uh, these guys need a break. Um, hopefully the all-star break will do it. Now let's transition right into that because six Yankees aren't going to really get a break. Six of them are going to be working this weekend or next weekend in Los Angeles. The Yankees announced that uh, obviously Judge and Stanton are going to start in the outfield, but four more Yankees are going to go uh, to Los Angeles, and that's going to be Nestor Cortez, Cole, Holmes, and Trevino. Dylan, your your thoughts on the other four Yankees making the All-Star team this year. Deserved? Uh, Trevino did deserve it when the All-Star voting did like start happening, but now he's kind of slumping. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's a catcher, so it's a weak we American, weak American much. league catching market yeah. right now. Because I mean, what the Toronto kid is the one who made it, Kirk. Yeah, who, there's not even another American league catcher that I would, you know, what I mean, it seems like it's very weak. So yeah. I think he benefits from that. So out of what's there, sure, he deserved it. Why not? I mean, if you look at his numbers on paper, they're pretty good. So yeah. Yeah, you're right. He's been struggling a little bit now, but again, we have to remember that. Uh, look, we were just happy to get anything out of the catching position. So, uh, and then Nest Holmes, Holmes has definitely. has been amazing. Besides the last few hiccups he had. Yeah, overall this year, yeah, you definitely say he should go. Nestor, I think, still deserves it. He pitched great yesterday. 
Nestor, you know what, off the off the topic, just a little bit of the all stars. I was very happy to see Nestor's performance last night. He looked like he was jacked up, looked he was pissed off. Did you did you watch the game last night? I watched the ending part where they lost Carpenter uh, dropped the ball in the outfield. Oh, he didn't drop a ball. He there was a man on third, less than two outs. It was it was a shallow fly ball. Uh, Carpenter was playing right field last night, really never played right field. He caught the ball and then just stopped and just hesitated before he threw the ball to home. And they clearly would have thrown the runner out at home, but he didn't do it. You saw Nestor throw his hands up, and that was the first run of the game. You could see Nestor was frustrated visibly, um, which I wasn't crazy about. But then the next half inning, they showed Rizzo and Judge going over and talking to Carpenter and then going to talk to Nestor, like basically calm it down and you know let Carpenter know he has to do what he has to do. And listen, that poor bastard, they're throwing him in spots. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's flying the plane next time. Like they're playing him everywhere and letting him do everything. And listen, as much as I, I'm not a huge, huge, huge fan of it. You can't argue with the results. Another two run Jack last night, like the guy just hit, you gotta, you gotta find a spot for him. I would think, I I mean, perfect world. I see him as a DH, you know, or, or, or a backup third baseman, maybe. Um, I mean, he's serviceable in the outfield, but he's definitely not a good defender in the outfield, but um back well, to the all let me let me just say i i am hopping on the matt carpenter train you're on the I bandwagon am. i've turned it around i don't know if they can get rid of him at this point no i'm not saying get rid of him and i think i think i've changed my mind where i could see him as that bat off the bench because he seems to be able to come in and pinch hit like yeah. not not everybody can do that there's a lot of players who can't just come in cold off the bench you know he seems like he'd be that guy i'm okay with that the problem is we carry so many goddamn pitchers that there's very few roster spots. So you have Gonzalez, who's who I love. He's a jack of all trades, can play anywhere. So that's great that we have him there. He can play infield. He can play outfield. That's perfect. But if you carry Carpenter, that's all you're carrying. And then a backup catcher, because they're only going with three. So now if they carry a fourth bench player, like say a Tyler Wade or something does come up, that makes me feel a little bit better because then you have another guy that you can slip in anywhere that can play defensively. You know, I'm looking for, I, I'm still waiting for the Castro to come back, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Perfect world to me, you carry a minimum of four bench guys. You got your backup catcher, that's one, obviously. You got your jack-of-all-trades guy, Gonzalez, who can play infield and outfield. You got a big bat who, when you need a fly ball or a hit, is going to be Carpenter. And that other position has to be a multi-position guy, too, and I think that is a little bit of why they brought Wade back. So, But we'll see if he even makes it back to the roster. But um, did you see the videos of uh, Boone telling the All-Stars? Yes. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I like Nestor's. Nestor seemed genuinely emotional. And um, later on in that game, they had everybody mic'd up. And uh, Rizzo goes up to him in the in the dugout and tells him, hey, listen, major league all-star pitcher, Nestor Cortez. Like, they'll never be able to take that away from you for the rest of your life. That's going to be what you're known as. And that's pretty, you know, when you look at it like that, that's a pretty, uh, pretty impressive thing. And it's pretty special. And Nestor, you know, what? he's a good guy. He deserves it. Um but more than anything, he looked sharp last night. So I was happy to see him bounce back. So uh, the All-Stars are pretty much set. Um, I don't think we have anybody. Stanton's not going to be in the home run derby. So I don't nope. think we've, we have no Yankees represented there. Uh, we do have some kids represented in the future games. I know Volpe is going to play. Dominguez. And Dominguez and uh, the pitcher. What, what's his name? Waldachuk or whatever? Yeah. So we've got three of our toppest prospects are going to play in the futures game, which should be interesting. I'll be... I'll be more looking forward to watching that than I will the actual All-Star game. I don't know. The MLB All-Star game when I was a kid was huge because they played it in prime time, and it was, a, it was a really big deal. But that was back when the American League never played the National League. So it was kind of like an anomaly. 
now I see these guys play each other all the time. So, I mean, I'll watch, but, you know, it's essentially an exhibition game. I just look for none of my guys to get hurt. Then my big thing with the All-Star game is I like to see the introductions, um, get the get the players their acknowledgement. But as far as the game, I, I could care less about what happens. And I've never been a big home run derby guy. Are you a big home run derby guy, Dill? Uh, I, I do like to watch it. I'm going to admit, I like to watch it. Um, last year, we yeah, went Pete, to Buffalo Pete, Wild Wings and watched those. Pete it was Alonso great. going for three, right? Yes. I, You know what my problem with it is? Is it's not – the home run during a game <clears throat> has such impact to a game. So in the flow of a game, when a home run happens, you build up the anticipation and boom, it happens. Like, all right, there's the pitch. What? what I think he got it. It's gone. When it's a home run derby, you know it. what's going to happen. You know what I mean? It's almost a disappointment when they don't hit it out. So I think your emotions are a little bit different. Plus, covering it is a little bit different. They usually have a bunch of kids in the outfield shagging flies. It's a little bit difficult sometimes to see where it goes. It's definitely impressive to see the distance on these. But I don't know. I mean, I might watch it. We'll see what happens. But All-Star Week um, next weekend in Los Angeles. It should definitely be a good environment. You'll have a lot of stars out because it's in L.A. Um, and six Yankees represented, so that's pretty cool. So. All right, I want to talk, move on. I want to talk about, uh, did you listen to the Aaron Judge sit down with David Cohn? No. Okay. Well, they aired it like kind of like in between innings of the uh, Yankees-Red Sox game on Sunday night. And it was just David Cohn talking to him for a couple minutes. And he said something very, very, that he's never said before, which was essentially, he's reiterating his contract stuff when he was talking about his contracts. And he said, um, well, you know, if we get a deal, um, if we can work something out at the end of the year, that's great. I'd love to stay Yankee. Or if we can get a deal before the end of the year, that's good too. I'd never heard him say that before. Like he had never said he'd be open to a deal during the, during the season. Remember it was always, if we don't get a deal, yeah, if we don't get a deal by this date, it's over, but it seems like the two sides must be talking to each other because he's changing his tune about getting a deal before the year ends. And that would be the, if the Yankees are going to sign him, and it's going to be on their terms a little bit. It's going to have to be before the end of the year. And I think that's what's going to happen. I think we're going to see a deal uh, with like a month to go in the season where they announced that they signed them to like, I want to say, I'm going to say it's going to be eight years, even though they don't want to go eight. I think it's going to be an eight year deal. Um, they come out, name him captain right away. And it is what it is. So do you think um, that has anything to do with the way he's been playing lately? No, no, no. Yeah. He seems to be very, locked in one way or the other i think he wants to do well i think that was probably fueling him in the beginning of the year but i don't think it's why he's because he was struggling a little bit but he hit one out last night um i don't think i don't think it's affecting him i think he knows in his in his heart he's going to be a yankee and this is all just part of the business part of it because he's not really mad about it you know what i mean he's not coming out angry or pissed off it almost seems like his agents telling him look and this is the kind of game that you have to play this is what we need to do. So he's saying a, a few key phrases that scares Yankee fans, but those key phrases are really just there as far as the negotiation are concerned. So plus when I heard Hal Steinbrenner say, you know, they asked him, Hey, is he, is he getting himself more money with the way he's playing? And Hal was like, probably, you know what I mean? So, and at, what the fuck does Hal care? He's got more money than God. If he yeah. wants him, he's going to get him. You know, if this, listen, if I'm a, if I'm a Minnesota twins fan, I'm shitting in my pants. But I'm a New York Yankee fan. My team has more money than anybody. So if we want him, it's, it's just a matter of cutting the check. So I think we'll get him. It's just a matter now of who's going to save face. And I told you, his agent, this is his first big contract, his, his, his first big client. 
So a lot of pressure is on that agent because if he does well here, he's going to get more business. So I don't know. I, I don't think it'll be a problem. I have no doubts that Judge will be back. Listen, he's, these guys are all going to struggle too a little bit this year. They're not all. He's not going to play lights out all year long. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's funny because they're updating his projected stats every time he gets up there. Like, okay, he's going to hit 67 home runs. Now it's 62. Now it's 59. Now it's 61. Who cares? You know what I mean? I could care less about the personal records. I just want the ring. I just want the chip. I don't care about anything else anyway. All right. So we talked a little bit about Seve. Uh, all right. So this date in baseball history. All right, Dylan, listen to this. Back in 1935, this was way before your and mine time, a player by the name of Tony Cuccinello of the Brooklyn Dodgers and his brother, Al, Al Tony and the good old couple of Al and Tony Cuccinelli. <laughs> he played for the New York Giants. Each hit home runs in the same game to mark the first time in history in Major League Baseball that brothers on opposing teams hit home runs in the same game. So an very interesting, interesting fact. Yes, interesting fact. I, I, <clears throat> I have you ever watched the Ken Burns documentary? I don't know if I've asked you this before. No. Baseball. All right. It's going to be required watching for you, though. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to mandate. That You're assigning you me homework. Yes, assigning, I mean, listen. It's. It's. I think it's 11 hours long. I think each. Each. They do it like innings. Inning one. Inning two. Inning three. And each okay. inning covers a different era of baseball, essentially from the start of baseball all the way up to nine innings. And then he did an extra innings packed, which included the the last generation. But um, I think I'm going to require you to actually start watching these. I don't even know where that you can stream them anymore, but. Um, absolute great documentary on baseball gives you a lot of information of the older stuff and even if you skip ahead to i forget which inning it is but basically the era of the 70s 80s and then the 90s with the yankee teams back there just to watch that is amazing and to hear the uh the insight but you get a lot of good baseball history and some cool stuff in there you can watch it on amazon prime so okay amazon prime there you go so dylan if you're down it's uh, honestly it's something that i'll go back and watch every once in a while just have it on in the background and kind of listen to it but the footage, there was one um, episode, I think the title of it is Capital of Baseball, and they're talking about New York, when there were the New York Giants, the Brooklyn Dodgers, and the New York Yankees, and I think they won the World Series, or win, were, one of those teams were either in or won the World Series for 15 straight years, so it was like New York was unbelievable, and it goes into the whole dynamic of how the city was just taking over, which I think has a big part of why today um, baseball is still so big in New York. Like baseball's not big, guys. I, listen, we all love the Yankees. Baseball's not super big in other parts of the country. I mean, football's clearly the number one sport in the in in the United States, and I'd say basketball's probably second at this point. Mm -hmm. um, and hockey's surging with, with hockey nipping at the heels of baseball. So, baseball very much a regional sport, but if you go in New York, uh, baseball's still number one, followed closely by the NFL, I would say. But um, you know, baseball and football neck and neck definitely in New York. So. All right, so let's get to the Baby Bomber reports. Uh, the Tampa Tarpons and our girl Rachel down there, second half season surging, 11-5 and five so far in the second half season. The Martian Dominguez, 267-9 home runs, 36 ribbies. Hudson Valley Renegades, 11-6, also playing very well in the second half. Austin Wells uh, doing very well, 289. I got something interesting about What's the Renegades that? to say. Okay, go, go. Try Austin Wells got promoted to double A. Okay, so he's going to where? Somerset? The Patriots, yep. Why do I still have him on the Renegades? And then Big Ben. Hold on, hold on a second. I have to self-correct here because I still have him listed on the... Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go. And then Big Ben is doing a rehab assignment this week. Big Ben uh, with uh, Renegades? With the Renegades. Ah. You know, he's one of those unsung guys that we don't know what we're going to get. 
but he has a lot of potential. A lot of guys like him, a lot of scouts saying that he's going to be the next big thing. Like he could be one of our next uh, young studs in the system. So again, he remember he was supposed to be splitting time with Higgy this year if he didn't get hurt. So, all right. So, all right. So we got Hudson Valley. You know what? You're absolutely, they have him still listed on the renegades Austin. Well, so he's at Somerset. You're saying I'm pretty sure I could have sworn. I saw that. I know. Um, let's see. Roster. I'm taking a look here. Well, anyway, let's finish this while I bring it up. Um, da, 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 da. Somerset eight and seven on the new second half of the year. Um, Volpe, our guy, Anthony Volpe, 253, 12 home runs, 42 ribbies, ton of, ton of RBIs. Um, and a rail rider is 31 and 45. Our guy, Mr. AAA, Esteban Florio, 303, 12 home runs, 32 ribbies. He is just dominating AAA wow. as usual. Yeah. Um, yes, you're right. They do have him listed now as the uh, with the Patriots. So good to know. Good, good tip. I'll have to change that. They keep moving people up because I follow them on Instagram. They moved up Everson Piera. And they moved up someone else recently. So another another prospect that the Yankees are high on is Pereira. Yes. So um, one of these guys are going to get moved. So um, before we end this last segment, and then we get to the what's bothering Dylan. We'll get on the other side. We'll get to that and the mailbag questions. Dylan, do you think um, as we get close to the trade deadline, is there anything that and if you had your your dream, if you could do anything you wanted to improve the Yankees team right now, not a specific player, but maybe a position. Where would you like to see the Yankees make some kind of move? It's tough because the pitching has been really good. Not as of late, but just in general. But another pitcher. Another, Start, another starter? Pitcher. Yes. Okay. As insurance, kind of? As insurance. I think it would be a good idea. Just okay. to get it. Okay. And, I mean, the bullpen, as it's been struggling lately, it's still solid. Still a solid bullpen. There's some names I'm a little sketchy about, you know. Um, I think we're fine there. Well, I and mean, then, that's a, go ahead. I'm sorry. Finish up. And then I was going to say maybe another outfielder because two of our outfielders are, you know, one's uh, got like a broken shin or whatever. What does Aaron Hicks have? Uh, not a, it's not a break. It's just a strain or something like that. He's strain. apparently, yeah, he's going to be, we didn't even talk about that in the roster. I guess I should have. But uh, they're saying he'll be back right after the All-Star break too, so. Not, right. not super serious. Um, yeah, I starting wise, I honestly don't think we can do anything because that means pushing somebody out. And yeah. who are you going to push out right now? There's really nobody to do that. So even with Sevy out, they have enough guys, you know, the the Herman coming back, the Clark Schmitz of the world, the Michael Kings even of the world, although I'd leave That's Michael true. King right where he is in the bullpen. Um, you have enough arms there to get it. And on the flip side of that, Johnny Lasagna coming back and say Sevy does come back after two starts, then you put Herman in that bullpen too. So now you're using him as a weapon out of the bullpen. That's Somebody's got to go actually out of that bullpen. So, um, yeah. I just and then whatever happened to Zach Britton? Wasn't he like um, supposed to come back soon? End of, end of the summer. End of the summer, they're saying. They're uh, saying maybe maybe you'll see him this year with the Tommy John. Maybe he could be back towards uh, the end of the year, but I don't think it's going to be uh, – I don't think it's going to be anytime soon because why rush it? You know what I mean? Especially coming off of all that, even though he is a veteran, you know, maybe who knows, maybe I know they said he was progressing ahead of schedule. Last time I heard, I thought it was the end of August, September. So, but we'll see. Um, my wishes, I, you know what I'm a little bit scared of? And I guess Marwin Gonzalez has impressed me more and more. The more I see him play with his defense, we don't necessarily have that defensive outfielder that you can put in late in the game to make plays. Now, Judge covers so much ground out there, you're okay. But you figure 
let, let's let's you know we didn't even really talk about Joey Gallo, but if you're talking about defensively, Gallo can play defense. So your best defensive alignment would be Gallo, Hicks, and Judge. I would say right. And I wouldn't even sleep on Stanton either. Stanton's Stanton can play. Good out there yeah, too. but I mean, if you had to, if you had to say best defensive alignment, you would have to say Hicks, Judge, he runs Gallo. Better. Yes. Now your best, your best package overall for the outfield is obviously Judge, Stanton, and Hicks. I would say. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I would say offensively, get yeah, because you know Hicks has been hitting the ball well. What do you do with Gallo? I mean, it's it's to the point where it's it's it's. You almost just have it to. It hurts to watch. Yeah, almost. you almost, you almost for his own, for his own sanity. It's almost like taking him behind the bar and putting him out of his misery. You almost have to just release him, though, or maybe to save face so you don't want to ruin the guy's confidence. You trade him somewhere for nothing, you know, for some minor leaguer you've never heard of, for the rest of the year. Send him back to Texas or something because it's in his head clearly. Like the guys, the guys, he's having problems. I worry a little bit to get back on topic about where I would improve the team. It would just be maybe a defensive player. Now, listen, they might have already answered that with Tyler Wade because Tyler Wade can play great defense anywhere. You can put him in the outfit. He's very similar to Marwin Gonzalez. It's almost like having a second Marwin Gonzalez because Wade can play short. He can play third. He can play second. He can play left. He can play right. He can play center. And Marwin Gonzalez can play all those positions too. So those are the two perfect super utility guys. You got Carpenter for your bat, and then you have a backup catcher, and I think you're good to go. And then you rotate Carpenter in on certain days, maybe put him in a third base and have Donaldson as your DH. Um, I think they're okay. Yeah, there's not much I would do. Unless, of course, obviously, they can make a move like that's an upgrade. You know what I mean? That something, Cashman always seems to do things around the trade deadline that you weren't expecting. And then all of a sudden, you're like, you, you didn't even really hear about it. It's kind of under the radar. Um, I don't think it'll be for an outfielder, but who knows? Um, no, I think they're okay. I really do. I mean, I could see them definitely adding like one of those veteran starters and then sending them down to AAA just in case, like his insurance. Um, another roster news I did see last night, the Yankees finally did release Greg Bird from this contract. Yeah. So he's gone. Um, that experiment didn't work. They get it another shot. Um, the Yankees are good at bringing back guys that they've seen before back into the fold. So, um, no, I think, I think we look good. I don't think Yankee fans should panic. I do think that this series, and we'll talk a little bit about it right before the end of the show as we preview the three games with the Red Sox, is a big series. I think you need to take two out of three to leave on a good note and really just wrap up this first half good season. But I think when we look back at the first season, the first half of the season, obviously we're going to be pretty happy with the performance. And if you can go into the break with a double-digit lead in your division, in this tough division, I think you sign up for that every single day. So. All right, so listen, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we've got some good segments left to do. We're going to do the What's Bothering Dylan segment. Dylan's going to – did you finish off those Pop-Tarts, sir? I did, my toaster okay. tarts. Toaster tarts. We'll, maybe we'll get into a little bit of that in the break. We've got some mailbag questions, um, complaint department, all that good stuff. So we'll be back with you in just a few minutes, guys. You've got mail. Welcome back, folks, uh, to Rich Yanks podcast. Uh, we've covered a lot today, covered the All-Star game, covered the injuries. Uh, me and Dylan were just talking off mic. And Dylan, we have a new, uh, a new country. Do you want to announce the new country following the show this week? Uh, I will. It, already. it is okay. the home of the Shire. Give me a drum roll. The home of the Shire. 
New Zealand. New Zealand has joined the show. Thank you, New Zealand, whoever you are. Uh, bring our total up to, I don't know, 19 countries listening to the Rich Corey Yanks podcast. So thank you guys for all the support. All jokes aside, we say it a lot. I know people get tired of hearing it, but um, thank you, thank you, thank you. We are going to, uh, I know I say a lot of stuff on the show that we're going to do this, we're going to do that. I get called out sometimes like, hey, what happened to your Discord page? What happened to this? It's because I run out of time. I'm sorry, guys. But me and Dylan were just talking offline. We're going to do some kind of video element in the near future. So hang tight with us. We're going to come up with something that you guys can see too, which means uh, I'll have to put on a clean shirt and uh, look halfway decent. So do people want the discord? Cause I can work on that. I can take that um, off your shoulders. Yeah. I mean, I did get, well, because I guess I mentioned it at a show and I started it and then I never followed up on it. Um, so yeah, I guess that's what you young, you young punks are into now. And, uh, so yeah, maybe go. Maybe Dylan's good. We're right. gonna get maybe that I'll to dabble. Dylan's I might gonna dabble, dabble in that. that. We'll, we'll, he'll get back to us on that. We'll, we'll, we'll leave that in his column because I tried. Uh, my son came over and tried to to help me with it, but uh, it it's the first thing that I felt technologically stifled with. Mm. I just didn't really understand the concept of it. I got it, but you know, when it came to like being invited into rooms and stuff, and I do communicate with him. Uh, my son on it because that's what he's on most of the time usually as kind of like a message board and stuff but um we'll see we'll see guys i don't want to i don't want to bore you but we'll see all right so back to the actual show um dylan i'm gonna put your what's bothering dylan segment aside for a second let's do the mailbag questions first and then okay. we'll get to the what's bothering dylan uh because i i want to play a nice audio mailbag thing that we have in between segments so an right, audio so, mailbag oh yeah a little a little a little a little sound effect so uh, Jerry from Westchester on the mailbag uh, says, if Seve does not, uh, Seve does have to go on the IL, which we know he did now, do you think the Yankees will make a trade for another starter? And do you think they will have to give up top prospects to get this done? Jerry, thank you from Westchester for the question. Um, we kind of answered most of this already in the show, I think. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, Seve is on the IL, um, hopefully for just a few starts. Um, and I think me and Dylan both talked about it. Dylan wouldn't mind seeing getting another arm in here, um, just as kind of insurance or a backup. Um, but I don't think, Dylan, you wouldn't want to get an arm that would cost you any of the big prospects, right? Especially with no, the depth that no, we no, have. No, no, no. And I feel like uh, Cashman's always very good with these, like, under-the-radar people that will come in and do work. So Sure, sure, sure. He doesn't yeah, give so up anyone for them. So, Jerry, to answer your specific question, I think we both agree we'd be okay with another arm coming in, just not one of those top, top names that you have to give up a lot for. So I think they have enough in the depth with uh, Perman right on the cusp and enough guys in the uh, J.P. Sears, another guy that you could, has shown that you can throw him in there. That poor guy got sent back down again. He keeps bouncing back and forth, but he has shown you that he can absolutely uh, – step up and give you five solid innings too. So I think they've got enough depth. You know, I got to look into, I wonder what happened with, uh, with Debbie Garcia and some of these guys that we heard so much about the last few years, you know, I know Lewis Hill was out with the Tommy John, but uh, you know, some of the starters that we were so high on for a while there, <clears throat> I mean, Debbie Garcia freak started in a playoff game for us. So, all right, let's get to the complaint department. Uh, Teresa from Virginia, you guys should do a show that focuses less on baseball and more on current events and pop culture. <laughs> well, you know what? Listen, Virginia, I, Teresa from, uh, she's not T Virginia from Teresa. She's Teresa from Virginia. I will say thank you for the, the thing. And it's not really a complaint. That's more just a statement. So pretty uh, solid this week. Um, yeah, I mean, this show is about the Yankees, though, guys. That's what this is about. There's a million other podcasts out there. And listen, we're doing tremendous. And thank you for the support. Me and Dylan were just going over some of the numbers. We're going to approach 30,000 real soon here. 
And that's a testament to you guys. And listen, who knows if it takes off ridiculous and, you know, gets to the point where we can, uh, you know, by the end of this baseball season, branch out into something else. Maybe we do a, an off season show that has a, where we can get into some uh, different types of topics, you know, baseball adjacent, we'll just say, you know, other right. topics. so yeah, cause we both, uh, me and don't have some similar interests, you know, Marvel, Star Wars, lots of stuff we can talk about. So maybe uh, instead of, uh, I don't think neither of us have the time to do a second show right now, but I mean, just getting this one show sometimes is hard done, but maybe uh, during the off season, maybe we take a little time off and we transition into, um, you know, a different kind of a show, but a good idea. So thank you guys. If you want to send in your comments, uh, richcoryanks at gmail.com or richcoryanks on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, all that good stuff. Feel free to send our comments and thank you. But now, the segment everyone was waiting for, a lot of people's favorite part of the show, according to the feedback that I get. What's bothering Dylan this week? Dylan, what's up? All right. So I got, uh, let's just say two this week here. Okay. We got one from the real world here for me, right? Uh, yesterday, I was supposed to go into work, and uh, I had to wake up at 6, set an alarm, because I had to go into 6 to work uh, Tuesday and Thursday. Okay. Uh, Tuesday, the alarm went off fine. I made it to work in time, actually early, but Thursday, yesterday, the alarm never went off. Never went off. Never went off. You you wake up in a panic. I wake up because someone from work called me, not one of my Ah. managers, another worker. Okay. Asked me how I was and what I was doing because it's not like me to just like not show up to work. Right. So they're the ones that actually got me up and out the door, which is nice. But, um, now you know. did now you did message your boss, even though they didn't message you to say, sorry, yes. I didn't woke up late. I'm on my way. Yes, they did not even acknowledge the never text responded that I sent them. to it. The never three managers, my three managers didn't say anything. So I don't know what to think about that. <laughs> OK, but nevertheless, I made it into work two hours and 20 minutes late. OK, uh, not not the best thing. No, for it, me. But it, everyone's been there. It happens. Um, and I feel really guilty about it, but I'm also like, I feel not guilty because it's not, I mean, it is my fault, but it's, it's the phone's fault for not waking me up. I'm, I'm, I'm bothered by my phone being unreliable. Now, now, now you have doubt in your head. Like I do I set the alarm for the next time. Like, is it even going to go off the, the first day that I said it? Yeah. So now, now, now you went back and it definitely wasn't user error. You didn't accidentally turn it off or no, it was set to 6 a.m. Huh. And it, the switch was on. It was on. So I, I don't know what happened. Now, when you set, I don't know how you are, but when you set your alarm, do you just set the one alarm? Like, so you got to get up, say, at six o'clock. Do you set one alarm or do you set like two? No, like I set six. one, but okay. I have it on. So at 10 minutes, it'll come back on if I hit snooze or whatever. Gotcha. Okay. Now, I will say, and before we get to your second thing, which we'll get to, my alarm, I am a notorious go back to bed after the alarm goes off. So I get up on a typical morning. I get up uh, around 2.30 because I go in very early. But my clock, my alarm clock is set every five minutes from 2.30 to 3 a.m. So 2.30, 2 2.45, 2.40, 2.50, 2.50, all the way through because I sometimes will shut, I will shut it off, you know, five, six times before I actually get up. So mm. and I'm petrified that I won't get up and I'll overslept. Now, it has happened to me a few times where a similar situation to you it's never been that the alarm hasn't went off, but I've literally just shut it off and went back to bed. Like it just, you know, and never woke up. So, and I got a phone call from somebody, you know, three 15 in the morning. Hey, where are you? So scary situation. Now it's funny yes. because in my day we used to use alarm clocks 
So you had an actual clock that you plugged in. It's funny now that you think about it, like those things are gone. Like your phone is everything. Your phone, your phone is your calendar. It's your alarm clock. It's your camera. It's your music calculator. Player, it's your calculator. It's your, it's your encyclopedia. It's your, it's your, it's your mailbox. My goodness, man, how far we've come in a very long time. Like I'm, I'm in my forties. So, and then 20. So, and just a two decade span from your, your life to my life, I have went from not using a mailbox, not using a paper calendar, not using a calculator, not using a home telephone, not using a Walkman, not using a digital camera um, or a regular camera for that sake, all of these or an alarm clock. Those seven items have all been taken into one little thing now. I mean, my God, I pay half my bills on my phone now. It's crazy. And they're all automatic, right? Uh, I don't like to do automatic. No. I get very temperamental about automatic because sometimes my finances need to be, uh, you know, I I, I got to wait. So that bill might okay. have to be two or three days late. I don't want it to be automatic. But yes, I mean, I could. But essentially, it's still just hitting one button. You know, your information saved and you pay it. But it's amazing. Anyway, I'm sorry. Let's get to your second thing, though. All right. So my second thing is during the show, actually, I was a little active on my phone because yes. there was a big uh, announcement. I, I collect action figures. Okay. I, have a, I have a small collection of Star Wars and only like two or three Marvel ones. Okay. And I, I love those franchises. I love Star Wars more because it's my favorite thing growing up. But nevertheless, uh, there is an announcement uh, that the Spider-Man from uh, No Way Home or whatever. Yes. Was it, that was a new one? Yes. They're coming out. And I grew up with Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. That was Love your Spider-Man. That was my Spider-Man. Yes. So I wanted an action figure of him because I had one when I was a kid, but now I lost it. Don't know where it is. Disappeared. So I wanted to have like another one as like a little homage, you know? Sure. Turns out I have to buy all three in a pack. Uh... So I I bit the bullet and I spent $80 on three Spider-Man $80. figures. $80. Wow. Yeah. How, what size figures are these? Six inch. Okay, so standard action size figure. Now, will these be displayed in case or will they be taken out of the case? Are you it, depends because that... it, it, it depends because the case has not been revealed yet. They did not show what it looks like. They have not decided what the case will look like. So okay. I don't know. I have some in case, some out of case. So we'll see. Okay. And these get displayed on a shelf? Or... Yes, I have a shelf and then I have a hanging shelf that I hung myself with okay. uh, a few things on it. Well, you know what? This is even more fuel for two things that we talked about in this show. Number one, the video element where we can show you guys some of this stuff. Um, and the second thing, maybe uh, non-baseball topics for, you know, as we go to the off-season of baseball. So, because I've got uh, hodgepodge of stuff, too, of collections of stuff that we could share with the fans. So, all right. So, you're, so what are you upset, though, that you spent the money? or that I'm upset that I had to buy all three Spider-Men when I don't care about the other one. two. I just wanted yeah. Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. I don't care about Andrew Garfield or Tom Bastards. Holland. Bastards. Rumor is that they're going to make movies with those guys again. That's yeah, I I'm keep happy hearing to see now. that. Yeah, yeah. That they're going to make uh, additional Spider-Man movies. Very interesting. All right. Well, that's it for what's bothering Dylan this week. So as we approach a couple of things, uh, as I did my research looking into it, the All Star, the Home Run Derby is on Monday, I guess, which means the All Star Game is going to be on Wednesday, I think, something like that. As I look All at right. this calendar here, so it's not weekend. I kept saying it'll be the weekend. It's not necessarily the weekend. I apologize for that. So let's look forward to. We've got Boston for three games here. 
coming up, Dylan. So we got the Red Sox to close out the series. Didn't get this, the first half of the season. Didn't get to see a lot of the Red Sox this first half of the season. Now we're seeing them quite a bit here to end out the first uh, half. What do you think? What are you looking for out of these last three games? We got a 7.05 start tonight, 7.15 tomorrow, and then a 1.35 getaway day on Sunday. The game's tonight on your famous Amazon Prime tonight and mm. MLB Network if you're out of New York. Um, it'll be a Fox game on Saturday and an MLB network game on Sunday. So, so no, yes, MLB. So yes, we'll not have the cup. Well, MLB network game is usually yes. Isn't it? Sometimes I think they just take the, the yes feed and do it, but it doesn't say yes on any of these. So yeah. Amazon prime video tonight, MLB network uh, tonight, Fox, obviously for the Saturday uh, game of the week. The last one's on, yes. The last one, yeah, the last one, yes, and MLB Network. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, um, but it's going to be hard, the series. Uh, we're already not playing the best, and then we also go against two of their good we get, pitchers. We, we get Sale, right? We get Evaldi, Sale, and Pavetta. Oof. Very interesting. I'm trying to look And then again. the Pavetta game, which is one we should win, Tyone is pitching after coming off some horrible starts, so... Interesting to see how that will turn out. Um, Monday, the Home Run Derby, 8 o'clock. Tuesday is the All-Star Game, not Wednesday, 8 o'clock. That's on Fox. And uh, the regular season then gets back for us with a doubleheader on July 21st on Thursday in Houston. So, boy, we we get back right to it uh, with a double dip against Houston. And then uh, we go to Baltimore from Houston for three games. And then the Mets for two games. So a hard, so, a hard thing coming up. Oof, hard schedule. We, that's a hard stretch. So you figure three for Boston. So you want to go two out of three there. You get the break for the all-star break. And then you come right back with a double dip in Houston, three in Baltimore and two against the Mets. So and gonna, thinking about this at the beginning of the year, we we're like <laughs> Baltimore. That should be easy. But the way they've been playing. Not anymore. They've won yeah. 10 in a row and they are literally right there in the standing. So uh, then we come back for the Royals and old timers day, which will be on July 30th. Um, which is always a big day for Yankee fans. You get to see a lot of the old guys come back. I don't know how many teams actually do that anymore, but I still like I think that the Mets the are starting to do it now. They're yeah, trying the to copy us. Trying to embrace some of uh, the history. I think it's impressive. But, yeah, definitely going to be an interesting second half. It's not going to be easy. Um, a lot of people said the first half was super easy for us because of the teams we played. But you got to play who's on the schedule, and you got to win. But uh, the Mets should be interesting, especially if you match up where you get a, a DeGrom Scherzer 1-2. That'd be a that'd be a, a pretty fun series. So Degrom's uh, still not back yet, though. I don't think. Well, he might by the end of he's doing rehab starts, right? I think. I thought he was doing rehab starts already. I gotta check. He's on my fantasy yeah. team. That's yeah, how I know he's I think disappointing he's doing, me. I think he's doing <laughs> rehab starts, which means I mean, technically, in a couple of weeks, he could be back. So he threw four innings in Triple A. Well, Triple A so on yeah, Thursday. So, so yesterday. So, so essentially, they're stretching him out right now. So how interesting would that be? A Scherzer, DeGrom, one-two punch against us would be interesting. But anyway, so listen, that's it in Yankee land right now. Um, overall, looking back, this will be our last episode for the first oh, half of the season, right? I got something important to say here. Yes. Try remember on. remember my fantasy team being horrible? Yes. Guess who's tied for first in the You've league turned right now. it around. Look at that. I'm on a five-game winning streak right now. Look at you. Who's the big performers for you? Uh, just about everyone picked it up. I mean, I picked up a while ago. I picked up um, Paul Goldschmidt, and that was the real, the real fire starter there. Absolutely, he's been on fire. Uh, 
I mean, the pitching has been kind of bad lately. What's the team name? What's the name of the team? The San Antonio Spider-Man. Nice. Nice. Okay. And it's got a, it's got a picture of uh, Andrew Garfield hugging Tobey Maguire. How is your MLB The Show, the Pawtucket Peanuts, doing? Uh, they're doing all right. Uh, I haven't been playing them much recently. Really? Though. Yeah, because like the last uh, program thing that came out to the get update, new guys, yeah. it kind of sucked. Like the guys you had to pick from were Raleigh Fingers, Mike Piazza, uh, who's the guy on the Pirates, the old guy, Honus Wagner, Honus Wagner, okay, and Stan Musial. Okay, I don't really care about any of those guys. I want, I want guys that I'm gonna be excited for, you know. I've been doing, um, I've literally just built up those guys to have like a super team because I hate the fact that when I play any of the Diamond Dynasty stuff, that you know, your original team is pretty weak. And I hate having to go through it. So now I've decided I'm not going to play again until like towards the end of the season when my team is ridiculously strong. Like, you know, like, and I'm building up a pretty smart, a pretty good team, but I've just been playing franchise mode. I usually will do, you know, the road to the show. I've got my guy to the Yankees, obviously, um, playing first base. Uh, and then so I took do Rizzo's the, spot. Took Rizzo's spot. Yeah. And, uh, I'm uh, I've have two franchises going. You use one Yankee franchise, which I will only use the actual Yankee roster that's playing today. So if somebody's hurt, I won't use them. And then I have a uh, created franchise, which I will only take players that are under 80 rating and they cannot be a starter for any other team. So, you know, I'll take like, I'll start out with, you know, taking over like the tigers or the reds or a crappy team. I will get rid of all their stars. So if you have a star in the team, you can't play because every one of my ratings have to be low. And then I'll build that team up. And I've taken the, the Hudson Valley Renegades, but I've I've bastardized their their colors and their logo and stuff like that and changed it completely. So it's not that the, the cool blue and the raccoon. It's more of like a bandit guy with uh, some darker colors and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I got to get a life because I spend way too much time doing this. That's that's, mm. uh, you know, I'll spend more time customizing the uniform than I will playing the game. You know, I'll do that sometimes for an hour and then realize that I haven't played a game. So, and then you have to go back and realize that the uniforms kind of suck, right? And that the worst part of that, Dylan, is that once you start to franchise, you can't go back and edit the uniform until you're done with the season. Mm. So, you've either got to sim the entire season and then you can, they give you a chance to rebrand and change it and then start over again. So, yeah, it is a pain. It's a pain. You know, rough life, rough life I'm living here. But you know what? What are you going to do? All right, so listen, that's it. The first half of the season is in the books. We will not be doing another show until the second season has kicked off. The All-Star Game will probably be over by the time we do this next, um, and we'll be ready to go. We'll be getting ready for a doubleheader with the Houston Astros. We can recap what happened at the All-Star Game. We can recap the Home Run Derby, all that good stuff. But besides these three games of Boston, we won't have much to talk about. So it'll be kind of like a wrap-up edition. So I'm looking forward to these three games. I would like two out of three. A sweep would be glorious. If you'd like to put me in uh, absolute bliss, I could take three straight wins, and we can go uh, into the All-Star break happy. But I'll be happy with two out of three. I do not want to lose this series. I do not want to go into the All-Star break having lost two series at all. That would be a very bad thing. So and I'd like to keep our lead in the AL East over 10. That would be my goal for the whole entire year. If we could keep the double-digit lead the entire second half, I'd be a happy man. Who are the, the Rays playing before the All-Star game? I'm going to look it's that a good up question. Quick. It's a good question. The Rays, I, and I don't know how they're doing it. They are so beat up. Injury-wise, they are absolutely decimated. And the fact that they're staying with it is a real test. I don't know how they're, they're playing the Orioles. So they got their work uh, well, cut out there for you them. There you go. There you go. 
they could uh they could uh take a couple losses yeah and they're, well they're in Tampa so oof yeah the Rays are the Orioles are tough man it's that's a tough division man what the entire the entire division's over five has a winning now. record yeah wow that's amazing the AL East man that's got to be some kind of record for them to be all over five hundred this late in the year wow that means there's some really bad divisions in baseball too huh. Because what's the worst one? AL Central. It right it's got to be. I'm going to look at it right here because for us to to have a division that's completely in over the let's see, the AL Central. They have two teams over 500. Mm, yeah. So does the teams. NL Central though. Yeah. Yeah, but the bad teams are really bad. Oakland 30 and 60. Oof. 30 and 60. Kansas City 36 and 53. Mm. Washington 30 and 61. Cincinnati 34 and 55 makes me feel even worse about our losses. Arizona 39 and 50. There's some bad teams out there though. Some bad, bad teams. Wow. You know what? Yankee fans be happy. 62 and 27. We have a chance to have 65 wins by the all-star break. That's, that's pretty impressive, man. You're on a pace of winning 120 games, which I don't think we're going to do. I think we're going to finish right around the 105, 107 mark, but I mean, listen, to win 100 games is nothing to sneeze at. So Yankee fans be happy. Rich Corey Yanks podcast fans be happy. Uh, I know we lost two out of three to the um, Reds. I know we haven't been playing good ball on any fronts right now. But look at the standings. The reason that you build up those um, – what does Aaron Boone keep saying when you interview him? Keep making deposits in the win things. So that, <laughs> that's what he keeps – Aaron Boone is, so, is, is, is one of the corniest, uh, the, the cliche guys you'll ever hear in his life. You can tell his family is all baseball people because he constantly gives you the cliches. Uh, yeah, we just got to keep making deposits. And so hopefully when we need to make a withdrawal, in other words, make a loss, it doesn't hurt you as much. So it is what it is, guys. We're going to be – listen, none of this is going to matter unless we win the championship. We all know that for Yankee fans. Uh, we could win 120 games, and if we lose in the second round of the playoffs, it was a failure. Um, and the way it's going right now, you could have the Red Sox, the Rays, the Yankees, all in the you know all in the playoffs together. And you tell me how confident you would be going into a matchup with the Red Sox per se, with you know Chris Sale or somebody starting uh, going in with the Rays if they get all their guys back. Uh, you know, and then listen, I'm shooting for the Subway Series. How good would a Yankee Mets? Uh, World Series be a lot of pressure on the Yankees, but uh, everything is good in the Yankee world, guys. Don't get down on this loss. It's okay. We'll be fine. We were down, bound to lose some games. Um, overall, it's been a great first half of the year. Thank you guys so much for the progress of the show. I'm, I, I'm, I don't even know where we're going to be towards the end of the season. The amount of progress we made uh, with people listening has been way more than I could have ever expected. So thank you. And by hopefully by the end of this year, we'll have a, a some kind of video element that you guys can enjoy the show with as well. We're working on it. We're working on it. It's coming. Um, so thank you guys. I appreciate it. Don't anything else. Uh, I think that's it. Let's just get to this all-star break. Let's get to the all-star break and take a couple days off to relax a little bit. We'll take a couple days off. We can breathe a little. You can binge watch a couple shows, maybe do something else. Do some honey-do list that the wife has been having that you've been holding off on because of baseball um, and focus on some other stuff. Maybe say hello to your kids if you haven't seen them in a while. You know, so uh, I can't tell you how many times my poor kids get shushed out of the room because the Yankees are on. Poor kids. So spend a little time doing something outside of baseball only for a couple days, guys, and then we'll be right back at it. So for Dylan up in New York, this is Richard down in South Florida saying, happy all-star break, enjoy yourself, and go Yankees.
Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Cannonball! I know... I know you're all about winning the championship. And that's what we're here to do, right? Yeah. And one of the reasons we're in this position that we're in right now is because of you. So... I think there's a little break in the championship run next week. I think you should go to LA so you can be in the midsummer class. Let's go! Yeah! Hosey, you're an all star. And you 100% deserve this. You've been so good in every way, brother. You're a major league all star. No one will ever, ever be able to take that away from you. So happy for you. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it, man. Just getting started. Thank you. Yeah, enjoy sure. that thing. Congrats, man. Thank you guys. Proud of you, dude. Thank you. I appreciate it, guys. <laughs> You're serious? You didn't know yet? No, I had Good. no clue. Like I was like, oh, well, probably not gonna go. Like, just take my three days. I was actually gonna go buy a car in Texas. Like. Holy <laughs> You're serious, right? I'm serious. You're going to LA, brother. Todd, your stadium. Yep. Damn, dude. <laughs> if you had told me a year ago, I wouldn't have believed you. <laughs> a New York Yankee and then an All Star, I wouldn't believe you. I'd be like, nah, I'm going to be, I don't know. Believe it. Damn. So, have a seat. office. <laughs> Well, the most dominant reliever in the sport gets to go to L.A. for the All-Star game. Sweet. <laughs> Congratulations. Bro. Awesome, dude. Appreciate it. I mean, Appreciate it. I know this probably isn't much of a surprise, but the fact that I know you're going for the first time still has got to be pretty awesome. And You're an All-Star for the rest of your life, yeah. and they'll never take that away from you. But obviously you earned it, and we're all uh, we're all reaping the rewards of it. How well you're doing. Yeah, glad it says the Yankee. Huh? That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, we are too. So, congratulations, man. Um, start making plans. Sweet. Um, what do you think? You're pretty cool. <laughs> Soaked in. That's awesome. You earned get some, it. Get some rest tomorrow, I guess. That's right. <laughs> rest up tomorrow. Start making those plans, yeah. but congratulations, man. Yeah. Obviously, much deserved. Yeah. Proud of you. Appreciate it. Well, you yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Work on it. Yeah. Congrats, Clint. Yeah. Nice going. Appreciate it. All right. So, you're going to go Thursday, and then probably, well, I'll show it after. I just want to get to to the point of, remember the conversation we had at your locker, spring training? Yeah. No, when you told me that I was... What did I tell you in spring awesome. training? Huh? They said I, was, I would be an officer this year. Well, you gotta let all Hialeah know. They gotta go to LA, brother. 
You are going to LA. <laughs> the legend of Nestor <laughs> Cortez rolls on I mean, the Hollywood. The trailer, you had to go. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Congrats, brother. That's Thank awesome, you. dude. Thank you. So deserving. I'm so happy for you. We all are. And, uh, man, what a half so far. You're just getting started. We got bigger fish to fry, but yeah, um, it's time to go celebrate what you deserve and earned uh, next week in LA, brother. Oh, yes. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> oh, next, sir. Thank you. Good work, brother. Love you. All right, let's go to Mike in Manalapin. What's up, Mike? Hey, guys, how you doing? What's up? Not much. I was originally calling in to talk about the Michael uh, and A-Rod thing, but then, Don, you made... I mean, one of the most moronic comments. Oh, no, no. I've ever one of the most. All right, that's pre that's bold. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> and it actually proves why you two would fail if Michael wasn't part of the show. Oh no. I mean, your your comment about uh, Joey Gallo, and I'm a Mets fan, saying why did, why are they offended by him? Because he bats 160. They're 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 not. Whenever they play against good teams, Don, you need everybody in the lineup to contribute. So when he fails and strikes out. Doesn't get a sack fly in the playoffs. All right, well, That's you, you out. Uh, but, every but, out matters in the playoffs. But, uh, but are we in the playoffs? Are we? Do you really Please, honestly Please think? Wait a minute. Please you, you, comment, you, no, 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 no. Wait. I got to defend myself. You I called mean, me out as being basically a loser. I should be allowed to defend myself. I'm putting him on hold because he can't be quiet. Because I don't want to disconnect them. Look, look, we can interact. Get him uh, off hold. Okay. No, no. Are we in the playoffs yet? How is no. Joey Gallo hurt this team? We're not in the playoffs yet. Do you really think Joey Gallo is going to get at bats in the playoffs? Do you really think, come on, do you really think he's going to be allowed to hurt the Yankees in the postseason? They, they, they have. It's not. They haven't even made a trade. But your comment was, why are they offended by him? Because he stinks. All right, but so he stinks, but he's not hurting you. So okay. why are you so complain? You've got the best team in baseball, and all they want to do is because complain about Joey Gallo. They don't beat any good teams. American League stinks, John. Don't be foolish. Don't be, don't be, well, you know. I'm uh, asking you a question. How has he hurt the Yankees? They've got the best record of baseball. They're off to their third best start in franchise history. Wait a minute. You basically said, I said something moronic, that I have no career without Michael Kay. So let me ask you, how has he hurt the team? Don, he bats 160, I, I, automatic I, I, down the line. All right. How has he hurt them? Okay. How so, has he hurt so them? So they've been playing. They, You're been not playing answering my question. Team. How has how? he hurt them? Yes. What would their record be? Don, yeah, what would their record be if he, wasn't on, if he wasn't on the team? Don, you sound pre-K. Pre-K. He makes outs, Don. That's how. But you're not answering But they've got the best. They've got a 14-game lead in the division, yo-yo. They've got a 14-game lead in the division. How is so he hurting they, them? How is he hurting them? He's an automatic he out. I agree. Out every time. He gets on base 16% of the time. That's basically, or he gets a hit 16% of the time. How is he hurting them? They're 100 games above 500. They've got a 14-game lead in the division. How is he hurting the Yankees? And I guarantee you, on the souls of my children, he will not be on this team in the postseason if he continues hitting the way he's hitting. So how is he hurting okay, them? How? So he... So he is hurting the team. If he wasn't, no, then he would be on the playoffs, no. Don. 
No, no, you're playing well. You're, 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 no, you're, no, you're, 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 first of all, here's why you're a fool. You can't answer questions because I asked you 17 times. You haven't been able to give up with any kind of comprehensive answer on why he's hurting the team. Plus, I told you why he's in the lineup because he's a great fielder. You don't think fielding helps you win? Does fielding help you win? Does fielding help you win? That's three times. Does fielding help you win? Four times, I've asked. Does fielding help you win? Five times. All right. So on the fifth time, you finally answer the question. All right? So if so, how is he hurting them when they've got the best record in baseball and off to the third best start in the history of a franchise that does nothing but finish above 500? How is he hurting them? He's not. But I agree with you. Come postseason time, he's going to kill them. And guess what? He's going to be gone. They're already planning the exit strategy now. So how am I a moron? Don, when the guy comes back, I guess every answer is Don. Ask him how he's hurting him. Ask him how he's hurting him, and he'll have the same response I do. He stinks, and he's an automatic out. Right. Okay. I agree with you. I agree with you. Foolish. How is? But he's not hurting them at all. And he's not hurting them at all. He's an out. But hold on. What? There's going to be 27 outs. He can't make all of them, and they're still. How are they so good? What's their record without him? How can they have a better record than what they have? Oh, my gosh. Don, oh, no, no. Oh, my God. To you. And some of your comments are... I mean, no, no. I, no, no, no hold on. You have no comments. I'm that at least answering your question. Mike. All you say is Don. I know my name is Don. I, I, How is he hurting I them? The question. He gets an out every time. But it's not hurting out. them. It's not hurting them. If he bats zero, the team oh is 40 Don. games above 500. Okay. But okay. do you really think he's going to be on this team in the playoffs? Do you really believe he's going to be batting 160 and starting in the outfield and batting six for the Yankees in the postseason? Do you really think so? So, Don, if they had a guy batting 300 in his spot, they'd be 25 games up. That's how he's hurting him. Oh, my God. Is that, you think so? So that's what you need to do. Oh, stop with your Michael K. I'm on the air. I mean, worked at the fan before Michael K. I do Ranger games without Michael K. 16 years doing pre and post for the Jets. Guess what? No Michael K. I got a podcast that's in the top 50 in every country on the planet. No, Michael K. I've got two kids. I've got a wife. 17 K. years I'll be married to her in September. Guess what? No, Michael K. I've got hair that people would die to have. Michael K., nothing. I'm a fabulous driver. Michael K. has got nothing to do with it. I'm one of the best friends you could ever have in your life. Zero to do with Michael K. Do not ever say to me, you wouldn't have the guts to say it to my face, Michael K.'s got nothing to do with what I am and who I am. I can work with Michael K. I can work without Michael K. You better bring it. You ask me questions, I answer them. I ask you questions, you say, Don, 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 Don. That's what Cuber was saying when I was tripping on mesk in 84. <laughs> Playing it, Don, Don. Kept looking behind me, saw something was going on. <sighs> I hate you. <laughs> you know what? Let's take a break. <laughs> Aaron, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Um, there's been such a, a good vibe on this team this year. You know, you got DJs in batting practice at Yankee Stadium. Every time you guys win a game, it's like, I walk by the clubhouse, it's lit up. It's like the club. 
Reminds me of the 80s Mets, you know, like we're out at the club. <laughs> you know, tell me a little bit about the vibe, the difference between last year and this year. Well, first, Coney, we got, we got a great ball club. Um, I think a lot of guys in it have confidence in each other. And when you got a team, you know, great ball players that trust each other and go out there and compete every single day, you know, it makes for some, um, you know, fun days at the ballpark. And, um, you know, we're kind of an older group, you know, so I think that kind of helps out too. We got a lot of guys that have won World Series, been on long playoff runs, been in big moments. Um, so that just allows us to go out there and have some fun. And, you know, when something happens on the field, if we, you know, lose a lead early or if it's a close game late in the game, you know, we're still having fun knowing that, you know, we're in every single game. So when you got a team like that, that supports each other, you know, on and off the field, you know, it makes for some, like I said, some fun days in the ballpark. Yeah, it seems like you guys have a lot of fun. You moving over to center field quite a bit. I know kind of toyed with it for a little while. Now you've been there quite a bit, and it opens up everything on this roster because you obviously have some extra players, whether it's uh, DJ at third or Josh at third. You open up the DH a little bit, Stanton and right. You, that's an important deal for you to play center field, right? Yeah, you know, I, I got drafted as a center fielder. Um, I've been I've been in Booney's year. I feel like every year wanting to play a little bit of center field because um, I, I kind of thought the same thing. I feel like it would kind of help our roster out, helps move some guys around because in 2018 when we, you know, added Stanton, you know, he was just coming off an MVP year. You know, he played right field, and, you know, I was trying to lobby to them, like, hey, I'll play wherever we need to to get that guy out there in the outfield and, you know, help this team out. And, you know, we made some trades. You know, like you said, I got Josh Donaldson. You know, you got DJ and Glaber over at second base. You know, but all, all, all those guys need to play every single day. You know, if we're going to be the best team we can be, they need to play every single day. So, you know, getting a chance to play some center, get Big G out and right, get Joey out and right, left, kind of move things around. I think that's helped, you know, for the most part, keep this team healthy and allowed, you know, skip a little flexibility with making that lineup so everybody's in there. You got the best lineup every single day. Nice. All-star game. Top vote getter. The last time two Yankee outfielders were next to each other, you got to go back to the 70s. Ricky and Dave Winfield. Ricky Henderson and Dave Winfield started in the All-Star game. It's going to be you and G. How's that feel? Oh, we're, we're excited. You know, I've been looking looking forward to this for quite a long time since we got, you know, Big G came over to the Big Apple. Um, and he's such, you know, I was excited, you know, for him getting in. Man. It, the, the work he puts in on a daily basis, I feel like he's he's been in the league now 12, 12 seasons, 12 years. Um, and he continues to learn, continues to want to improve. Um, he's been, a, you know, on the leadership side of things, he's been a big part of this clubhouse, you know, especially for the guys we brought over from Texas. You know, I think of Joey, Isaiah, um, and Trevi, you know, behind the plate, you know, just kind of letting them, you know, teach them the ways of like, you know, they came from some organizations where they had a couple losing seasons and, you know, what it's like to come to New York where you're expected to win every single game and, you know, the pressure of, and even if it's a Tuesday night game, you know, if it's on the road or at home, you know, you're expected to win that game. It doesn't matter who the opponent is. So, you know, having Big G there to, you know, be a great leader and mentor for those guys and talk them, you know, talking through them things is, has been big time. So, you know, I mean, I'm excited to share the outfield with them in, in L.A. Nice. History of the Yankees. This is the second time you've hit 30 home runs before the break. You know, when you think about, you know, I know you think about team for your team first guy you always have been. What would it mean to you that to hit that mark, you know, where Roger Maris was, where Mickey Mantle was back in the made movie about it. Billy Crystal made a movie about it called 61. I mean, you're on track again. You're healthy, better than you've ever been. Do you think about it? <laughs> uh, you try not to. Right. Um, like, like you said, you know, I try to focus on what I can do for the team and whatever I can just to win tonight's game. Right. And then, you know, we'll get ready for the next one and look down the road later. But uh, it, it would it would be pretty cool to – 
You know? It's okay to say it would be it, it, it would be something. It's all right, you know. Yeah, it'd be cool. That's one thing that the Yankees are about. They're about history. They've had a lot of great players come yeah. through here and get a chance to, you know, be a part of that history and do something yeah. special like that. Besides, win a ring, you know, but to have a little title like that. Sure, too, sure. Rings first, of course, yeah. of course. Um, you know, I, I was in the same position as you when my first time I was a free agent, and I turned down a pretty significant offer for the times back then. And I bet on myself, so I appreciate what you're doing. Um, feel good about that decision at this point you still feel good about where you are with the organization or are you just kind of just putting it putting it uh, away for now and trying not to think about it but it's got to be it's got to be there yeah I'm, I'm happy where i'm at you know my mind hasn't changed since you know spring training going into this year um like i've said before i wanted to get a deal done i wanted to get something done and kind of get past this so we didn't have to think about it but uh you know didn't get it done and you know, now it's the easier part. Focus on playing baseball, the game that I love. You know, with such a great team and you know so many great people surrounding me, it's 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 made it a fun couple of months. And you know, we'll we'll handle all other stuff later. Right. If we get it figured out before the year ends, you know, that'd be great. But you know, and we still I still got great you know communication with with all the Yankee brass man. They're they're great. You know, it's been a privilege playing here the past six you know seasons, and you know, I'm looking forward to hopefully some more. Nice. All right. So I know you are starting a new foundation with your parents, who I've talked to about it, the All Rise Foundation. Have you got your mission statement yet? You, you think about where you want to target, what you want to do? Yeah, the big, the big thing with All Rise Foundation is the youth. You know, that's where I see the future. You know, the future of this world is in, you know, empowering the youth to go out there and be better leaders, better citizens. You know, so we do different things, getting them in different camps, uh, different after-school programs, you know, different mini-grants we send out just to get kids, you know, out of trouble and you know kind of on the right path because there's a lot of things you can get into a lot of mischief you can get into um you know outside of school and um, away from your parents so just empowering those kids to you know be better leaders and you know they're the next generation they're the ones you know making decisions down the road here so it's been a been a fun road so far we've done a lot of stuff in california um looking to branch out to new york and kind of the east coast this upcoming year and, and next year and um uh, it's, been a, it's been a fun journey so far. Thanks for watching ESPN on YouTube. For live streaming sports and premium content, subscribe to ESPN+. Well, he really hit the shit out of that one, didn't he? <laughs> Smelled it like an egg. Yeah, and he scrambled the son of a bitch. Look at that, he hit the fucking ball. That gets a free steak. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh yeah, I'm having a blast. Nice. Good. God, sucker teed off in that like he knew I was gonna throw a fastball. He did know. How? I told him.